Hi, I'm Paul Schrempf. Welcome to Microdosing, where we look at specific tangible topics, such as a product, business, or individual that represents a bigger trend in the business of healthcare. In this season, I will be revisiting my op-ed format, where I share my thoughts, observations, and opinions on things, namely on the topics related to transformation and as it relates to mergers, acquisitions, and spinoffs, as these events come with more publicly available information on their strategic intent, as well as other common knowledge in the healthcare community. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, we'll be talking about one of my favorite healthcare invaders, Walmart. Now, I'm well aware I don't have a following like Gary Vaynerchuk or Simon Sinek, so let me step back and explain what I mean by healthcare invader. About two to three years ago, I pushed out some opinion pieces around healthcare transformers, creators, and invaders. These are the three archetypal companies where we should expect transformation in healthcare. Transformers, intuitively being native healthcare players such as health systems, health insurers, and life science companies who were founded prior to 2000 that need to revisit how they go to market, innovate, and run their businesses. Then there are the creators, who are essentially startups, transformational healthcare companies that are being built from the ground up. And then lastly, there are healthcare invaders. These are leading non-healthcare companies that are moving into healthcare. Each of these archetypes comes with a different set of pros and cons. If you like more info on that, Google healthcare transformers, creators, and invaders, and my name, and a couple of articles will immediately pop up one on Reuters and the other on Profit.com. I have a strengthening opinion that there are only two invaders making progress. That's Amazon and Walmart. Yes, there are other predominantly non-healthcare companies launching new innovations in healthcare, Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, and others. Mostly a variety of West Coast giants, but in my personal opinion, only Amazon and Walmart are making enterprise-level progress in healthcare. And you've heard my spiel on Amazon already. Here's what gets me excited about Walmart, and I'll wrap up with why this United Health Group deal is adding to the acceleration to it. Throughout this series, I talked about using transformation agendas to change how games are played. There's also playing games that nobody else seems to be interested in. Rural healthcare isn't talked about much these days. If it is, it's about how bad it's gotten, or at least the disparity in the quality and comprehensiveness of care delivered compared to its urban counterparts. In the 60s, a third of the U.S. population identified as rural. Today, it's 17%. The U.S. population has been growing since there's been a census in 1790. However, the absolute population in rural America has been declining since 1990, hence the acceleration in the proportion of rural versus urban. We all know how hard it is to run a fiscally healthy hospital physician practice, clinic, or any other care delivery business. And while I love to poo-poo big hospital mergers, on the flip side, they are essential to survival when too many are operating on a day or a week of cash. The name of the game in generating revenue, if you're a hospital or clinic, is patient volume. See more patients, get more revenue. It's that simple. Do you know where that's the easiest? Urban and suburban areas. Do you know where that's really hard? Yep, rural areas. If you're a rural hospital these days, your patient volume is dropping. And the worst part is nobody wants to acquire you either. So quality care is getting harder and harder to come by if you live in those areas. And that's compounded with the accelerating shortage of clinicians. 
So let's just say I graduated from medical school. I'm 27, single, and my salutation is now doctor. And since this is hypothetical, I assume this version of me is way more attractive than the actual me, which has a face for podcasting. But I have the option of doing my internship in, say, Denver, Tampa, Pittsburgh, or Lander, Wyoming. Sorry, Lander. Despite being in one of the most picturesque pockets of the United States, having some of the most friendliest people you've ever met, and let's not forget some great restaurants with cowfish in the middle fork, I'm an attractive single doctor. It's very unlikely that I'll pass up internships in more populated cities. Thus, it continues to get harder and harder to deploy great care in rural America today. You just don't have the talent. You don't have the capital to invest in innovation. You're just really struggling. So this is where Walmart comes in. In an earlier episode, I talked about leaning into strategic assets to fuel a transformation. For Walmart, many of their rural locations are essentially the commercial hub for the area. So how do you continue to use these real estate hubs to offer more services? Most of these Walmart supercenters already have pharmacies and provide eye care, so why not primary care? Similar to my love affair with Amazon and healthcare, I'm not getting excited over the latest headline from Walmart, but rather the string of events it's been showcasing. In 2005, it started operating 24-hour pharmacies. In 2006, it launched a $4 generic drug program. Around that same time, Walmart was hosting third-party clinics in its stores. As we move into this decade, in 2013 and 14, they began throttling up their efforts with a Healthcare Begins Here campaign, offering a set of routine tests for blood pressure, blood glucose levels, and providing vaccines. In 2019, pre-pandemic, it opened a Walmart Health Center in Dallas, Georgia. In 2020, it acquires MeMD and subsequently rebrands it as Walmart Health Virtual Care. Also in 2020, it registered to sell insurance. Check out walmartinsurance.com where United Healthcare has always been an option along with other familiar health plans. And then as we headed into 2021, Walmart brings on Cheryl Pegas as EVP of Health and Wellness. If you're not familiar with Cheryl, she's a total badass in the healthcare space, and she's been communicating a steady drumbeat around easy access to care. I want to underscore that for all of you focused on education and empowerment. Stop trying to educate and empower people to navigate the complexity of healthcare. Make access to healthcare easier. And here in 2022, we have this newly announced partnership with United Health Group. For those not in healthcare or live in a cave in the dark and under a rock, United Health Group is the second largest healthcare company in the world, just behind CVS Health. Both are just shy of $300 billion, and that's mostly U.S. focused. We all know Walmart is the largest company in the world at just under $600 billion. But let's just admire those sizes for a bit. Walmart and United Health Group combined revenue approaches $1 trillion. These are two Goliaths. And the partnership will involve both of United Health Group's primary businesses of United Healthcare, their insurance side, and then Optum, the health services side. United Healthcare has the most members of any pair in the U.S., and they do some big partnerships. If you know someone who uses AARP for their Medicare, those are United Healthcare Medicare products. And that will be in play here too. Walmart Health will be selling a new set of Medicare Advantage products from this JV. And on the clinical operations and analytics fronts, they'll be tapping into Optum services. And those that have been watching Walmart Health closely, 
It has had a number of skin knees as it relates to clinical operations, and this shores that up. Combined, you get a leading value-based care platform from United Health Group deployed through its established rural infrastructure in Walmart. Similar to past pilots, it'll also be launching in Georgia as well as Florida. And as we wrap up, I normally highlight some companies to watch in this space, but I don't have any. It's, it's Walmart. I believe Walmart is in the process of building a great healthcare business and will deliver quality care with a great patient experience. I think rural America will get better access to better care from it. However, it will accelerate the erosion of the currently fragmented and small rural care providers. Let's go back to Lander, Wyoming. Its primary hospital is run by Sage West, which operates a second hospital 30 minutes away in Riverton, which sits inside a reservation occupied by the Shoshone and Arapaho tribes. Combined, the two hospitals generate about $500 million in a good year, and they also run a physician group as well. They are going up against Walmart Health, which has the backing of two organizations that total about $1 trillion, maybe upwards of about $900 billion. Are they aiming all their innovation capital here? No, but there's a dramatic difference in the resources between the two or other regional healthcare players that are very similar to Sage West. Per usual, what's the big transformation takeaway here? If you're traditionally a non-healthcare company wanting to move into healthcare, it takes time. Walmart has been dabbling in the space for nearly 20 years, and in the last several years has been really leaning into the space. They have also leaned into a variety of partnerships and acquisitions to make that happen. Another theme we've seen before is that they are leaning into its strengths. Walmart is often the commercial hub of a rural region. How might it expand its role and use those assets to generate more value? It provides food and essentials, so why not healthcare? Banking and other financial services is another, but this is a healthcare podcast, so I'm not going to touch on that stuff. You can Google that yourself. I also like how they're staying ahead of long-term needs. The U.S. healthcare market is estimated north of $4 trillion. Let's say conservatively, rural healthcare represents 5% of that. That's still $200 billion in premiums, care delivery, and pharmaceuticals. That all now can be delivered via Walmart, and the only thing competing with them are small, fragmented rural players. Now, will they be able to attract young, attractive physicians like me to rural America? Well, I mean, the hypothetical version of me that I mentioned earlier. Well, doing a quick LinkedIn scan of their executive team, I think so. They're a good-looking crew. Thank you for listening to Microdosing. If you'd like more content like this, go to our website at md-pod.com. And that will triage you to all the common podcast platforms and social media pages to follow us. Until next time, cheers.